Welcome to the Extra Point with Sully, Reyes, Jones, and Mr. Buns. <laughs> all right, let's get it. Let's get it rolling. All right, let's get this rolling. All right, all right, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a special edition of The Extra Point. Today is NBA Draft Preview Day. The excitement is in the air. Tommy's excited. Jones is excited. Sonny's excited. You can't see us, but we all got a smile on our faces. We're all moving. We're all grooving. And we're all we're all staying loose. Now, the excitement in the air is who will be taking number one. We got DeAndre Ayton out of Arizona. A tall-ass motherfucker standing at 7'1", 250 pounds. And Arizona was with that name. It sounds a little Spanish. You know what else is Spanish? Luka Doncic playing in Real Madrid. Maybe he'll go number one. He's another star. We got another guy named Jared Jackson Jr. out of Michigan State where you could get a sub and get frozen on that fucking lake. Somebody else, Dukes, Marvin Backley third. Will he be it? Power forward. But you know who else? You know? You know what they say about Texas. Everything is bigger in Texas. And you know who's big as fuck? Mohamed Bamba, the center out of Texas University. <sighs> Just had to take a second there. But we're, we're keeping the, ra- the train rolling. And you know who else? You know who's shooting and grooving? Trey Young out of Oklahoma, the point guard. He's shooting from three-pointers, four-pointers, five-pointers, six-pointers. Hell, they might even make seven-pointers in the NBA because of this man. But you know who is an unproven guy? Makes a lot of excitement. Michael Porter Jr., straight out of high school, barely played in college. Now he's touted as the next big thing. Michael, Missouri. God damn it, Michael. You you just need to get the hell out of Missouri. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, what oh, are you God. on and why aren't you sharing? You it? need a Xanax, my man. <laughs> ah, that was an electric opening. Maybe yeah, I like Tom. <laughs> if I do back. say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't I'll be so share. Confirmed that was an electric. Yeah. The electric Sharing factory part two. <laughs> we thought Sergio Dip was the electric factory. They haven't seen nothing yet. Sergio Dip. Oh. Having the time of his life. Having the time of my life is damn He's right. got me so fired up. Bro, speaking of fired up, <laughs> that. <laughs> New York is not the only state that has two bridges with Miles Bridges and McCall Bridges in the draft. Who will be taken? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Welcome back to the Extra Point, ladies and gentlemen. We got a great episode for you guys today. Today is NBA Draft Preview Day. We're going to be going through the first 10 picks. We got some mock draft, a little talk, what we want to happen, what we want to see happen, what we think will happen. But before we get to that, let's talk a little U.S. Open with our golf analysts. Jones, take it away. <laughs> what did you think about the um, about the Open? It was crazy uh, to see these guys struggle so much. Uh, it's it's kind of what you expect it at Shinnecock. Uh, they kind of did the same thing in 2004. Lost the golf course a little bit. Um, a lot of that stuff wasn't intentional, and it's it's surprising to see the USGA kind of admit openly what we all knew, or most people in the golf world knew. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, like everyone plays the same course, like U.S. Opens are it's supposed to be the toughest golf tournament on the planet and they made it as such. I mean, maybe wasn't all intentional, but I don't really have any respect for players complaining about the conditions. Um, everyone had to play on the same course. Doesn't matter if you were playing in fucking mini golf and the clown spit it back out. Everyone's got to deal yeah. with the clown. Exactly. Um, so it was it was a great open. I mean, like it only makes Kepka's win that much more impressive. Um, he re- and he he didn't he didn't run away with anything. He was challenged until the last putt. Um, and you had guys like uh, Tommy Fleetwood shooting sixty three, tying the U.S. Open single round record on the last day. Um, and he had you know Kepka on fifteen six seventeen eighteen had chance. That goes wrong and he makes bogey. Worst going into a playoff. Maybe he doesn't come away with that trophy. So. Really impressive win. Um, kind of feel for Dusty, but it is what it is. Um, not no big names really challenged anything besides uh, Scummy McScumface Patrick Reed. 
<laughs> yeah, what? Patrick Reed. That's Even, the silver lining of all oh, of this. Yeah. He lost. Yeah, as long as yeah. he didn't he win, that was, that was, it was okay. Steve I'll tell you, though. Flying, <laughs> kicking his parents out. Ricky score didn't show it, but he had a fucking great Sunday as well. Shot a 65. Yeah, like, he had two was, great days and two terrible days. Oh, my God. He shot an 84 on Saturday. Did he have two yeah. terrible? I think he just had one terrible. Two, no, no he, oh, he 10 over. 70, no, 73, 69, 84, and 65. Yeah, he only had. He was only three over after the. Oh first yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. He was three over the first over. day, like what? Yeah. One under the second day, ten over. Yeah. yeah. So if he, if you get rid of that third over day, on Saturday. Fleetwood, Fleetwood had two terrible. He had like seventy-eight, yeah, yes. seventy-nine, get him, get him and really then, bad. and then like sixty-six, sixty-three, something. Yeah, like yeah. That. yeah, yeah. Seventy-five, sixty-six, seventy-eight, sixty-three. Yeah. So he went back and he flip-flopped back and forth, and fortunate for him. I mean, he was still won like what one two, like one point two. From finishing yeah, second, yeah. 1.2. Yeah, yeah, man. Either sorry. way, was really I, yeah, I'm sorry. Here's a million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, but what I was there, at, was a, there was a, a lot of guys complaining and crying about the the course. What what do you guys make about that? It looks like the long Shinnecock of the law was really getting to these guys. I mean, yeah, <laughs> this, I was there in 2004 when the when this kind of the same thing happened. Um. But it, it, watch, I watched Phil three putt from six feet on seventeen to lose that tournament. It was brutal. Wow. Um, but it, it, you know, like they just kind of lost the greens. They let it dry out too much. Um, the Shinnecock's a different type of grass that I guess the USGA is not used to dealing with after like four or five US Opens there. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of uh, linksy, right? Like it's more. Of like yeah, a it's very. There's, yeah. yeah, it's very. It's one of the. It's my favorite course in the world, but it's it's just completely flat or like on hills. Like uh, I know that's a fucking oxymoron to say, but like there's <laughs> no trees in flat. between. Yeah. There's no trees in between. It's a links course, so like all the holes are intertwined next to each other. Um, long, rough, but uh, yeah, it kind of like a few tees are up top on the val of the clubhouse, and then like the rest of the course is kind of in the valley. Um. Yeah. Yeah, so, I was gonna say while watching, it looked like these guys were fucking swinging up a, a mountain. That's how like yeah. you know the, these hills looked like. The rough like, it looked was, off. Yeah, it was really I uphill. Mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, but the people that were complaining, like Dave said, it's just dumb. I mean, they're all doing the same thing. It doesn't really make any sense whether it's hard or not. I mean, is it supposed to be easy? Do that? Do they want it to be easy? I I don't really understand what yeah. they're complaining about. It's just kind of being. Bitching and moaning and what about Phil just saying fuck it and just yeah oh, wow that was, all time. Ball, that, was, that was unbelievable I when I saw the clip of that I could not believe that he did that, that. was so unphil like yeah that literally that's like the, the last thing person I, I would thought. expect it was so funny thing. though that was well hilarious. if you like if you think about it it's really like his his reasoning is like it's like hitting it's solid hitting sixteen it's like hitting sixteen or not on on the blackjack table like. You either do it every time or you don't like it's it's a risk either way. You know, it's kind of just like pick a side. Um, yeah. But you got to think like he he's so he hits the ball. Let's say I don't remember what he was. Let's say he's hitting five on that putt. He hits the ball. That that ball from that angle is going to roll like 30, 40 feet yeah. off the green. Yeah. He, he was going to go behind he, the bunker and then he was exactly. going to hit it over the bunker. And then and his odds of keeping it where even to his original spot are going to be so much lower and he's got to oh, hit that yeah. same putt again from further. So he's already two back the two stroke penalty just to have a small chance at getting back to where he was. So yeah, at the end true. of the day, like it, it was the he take the two stroke penalty. You hit in three. He lipped out and you know missed the other putt. But like it, it, it's yeah, not it the worst sense. strategic. Yeah, it's not the worst strategic play in the world. It's just shocking because no one's ever done that. Do we see more guys do that now in situations? I, I think the last guy that did it, I forgot who it was. They said someone did it in 99, and they weren't DQ'd, yeah. and that's why he didn't yeah, get DQ'd. So but I read, I read, I don't know, I don't have the exact terminology of the rules, but I know, yeah, the rule is a two-stroke penalty if you do that. But there's also a rule that if you do it intentionally, you're disqualified. So I don't understand why he wasn't disqualified with that being said, because I, I read that that was a rule. Yeah, I think and that's then, if you stop the ball and hit it. I think because he hit it while it was still moving. No, like no, it, no. Oh, hitting yeah, the ball it has while to be moving was the thing. Oh, really? Hitting, hitting the ball while yeah. moving was, was the rule. Maybe maybe it's under the discretion of whatever, but I, I know I read that, and he hit the ball while moving. 
I mean, I'm not like egregious. I'm not like egregiously upset about it. Like people are like, how dare he? And I understand why, like, because there's such like, you know, proper etiquette yeah. with golf I, and whatnot. I understand yeah, why I, people would be upset. The but... outcry from like golf peers about this was unbelievable. I mean, I get it. I, I, I get it. But it, it's Phil Mickelson. He's, you know, to my knowledge, he's always been very respectful of the course. There hasn't been a douchebag. Like, if a Patrick Reed does this, oh, I he's want done. him murdered. Yeah. Like, just put him on a firewall. Bring us his head. That's like I want, I want him killed head. like Jon Snow, and he's not even going to know it. I, I like most <laughs> of the time. Spoilers, I send an Ollie out ruin shows. Him. We're not just going to yeah. ruin shows for people. Now I'm not watching Thrones. Never. Yeah. What? You just, like, <laughs> dropped the biggest spoiler ever. Or, or did ruined. I ruin it? Ruined. Yeah, or no, did you? I'm, well, whether you did or not, I'm blaming it on you. Well, yeah. you're not watching <laughs> it regardless, so. We well, now I'm not. But the viewers, what if what if someone's, like, end of season five right now? What <laughs> Does he come back to life, what if someone's Did he really die? Who knows? Hey, hey, we're not going to keep going into this. Yeah, let's, yeah. yeah. Right, back on right. track. <laughs> yeah, back on track. <laughs> All right, so that was uh, talking U.S. Open. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now the main attraction. Oh, wait, before we get to that, let's get into a, a little real or fake news segment. Let's kick it off with our first real or fake news. Real or fake news. Thomas. I'm going to give it to Thomas, somebody who has nothing to do with this. Real or <laughs> fake news. Bryce Harper shaving his beard was his first audition to becoming a Yankee. He was, he was trying to please the, the upper brass. Of the Yankees. Ah, uh, that's uh, fake, I think. I mean, I don't really know. I did just see that he shaved his beard and he looks so different. <laughs> it looks so goofy. He definitely should have kept the beard. But if he was trying to impress the Yankees, then he did a good job because he would have to shave his beard if he went there, right? That's their thing. You got to get your hair cut and shave your beard because you're a bunch of fucking pussies. Ooh. Ooh. Uh- Ooh, <laughs> ooh, yeah, yeah, dude. bro, yeah, bro, yeah. Oh man, yo, Kara's dad is a Yankees fan, and we were talking about the baseball this weekend, and it was just so funny. It's just like he's just so chill, but I'm like, oh, I wish you didn't like the Yankees. Like, fuck, <laughs> I really wish you didn't like the Yankees. Oh, that's all right, though. Tom, I'm just so, gonna manipulate everything you said, and I'm gonna make it seem like you hate her dad. So hopefully, yeah. this is a- I hope she listens to this episode so she could. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> no, I, good luck. <laughs> She's gonna murder you, Sully. What do you think? Is this real or fake news? Um, what was the wording of the question? Because audition, yeah, I'll say that's real news because I don't think it's and nothing set in stone from it. But I'll say it's a. I think it's a. It's it's twofold. One, I want to. He's struggling mightily. He's like, he's what is he struggling so bad? 220. I mean, he's hitting bombs, but he's just being the 200 hitter, and that's not what Bryce Harper should be. So he's trying to change it up, you know. You know, just when things aren't going good, you know, you obviously just just switch it up a little bit. So I get that with the beard, and you know, the Yankees are coming in town, so it kind of makes sense for that reason too. So you, you I, I could see either way with that, but it it makes sense either. I mean, it's, you know, the Yankees, I'm sure, took note of it and Got and were like, oh, okay. Jones, give me, t- tell me something I like. Jones, tell me this is real. News. I'm, a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's real news. One, he's just doing a favor for all the Photoshop guys on Instagram, so they could perfectly <laughs> put his unshaven face in a Yankee jersey a million times over the next six months. Um, and two, I think this. I don't. I think at, with players that size, like superstars that big, nothing's on accident. Um, they know that's not gonna go unnoticed. He knows, like, the Yankees are coming to town. He's trying to create LeBron James-type buzz around his free agency for next year. He's trying to make it the biggest event in baseball offseason history. Probably, definitely since the whole A-Rod thing in 2003 or even three years before that when he signed the 252 with Texas. Um, So I think think it was definitely intentional. I don't know if it's him saying as much that he would want to go to the Yankees or – he wants to try out for the Yankees. Um, I think it's just, I think it's him trying to create buzz a, around his free agency. And I think that is, that was just the, the Yankee town. He wore Chicago related shirt. The next time the Cubs come to town in, you know, or he has a fucking Chicago deep dish pizza in his locker after the game. Like it could have been anything for any, any team. 
Um, but I just think that was the flavor of the week with the Yankees. So I don't think it was an accident, but I think it was more than just him saying he would go to the Yankees possibly. I think it was him just creating buzz around his free agency. Yeah. I mean, I'll say I, I'll, I'll attribute it more to he's slumping and you know, baseball guys are the most superstitious people in the fucking world. So he probably thought of it like, Oh, let me shave my beard, maybe break something. But I do agree there is he is generating a little buzz there he knows that is the, it's it's just perfect timing shaving your beard yankees yankees don't allow facial hair and beards so there's a buzz next i'm gonna read you guys a little excerpt from a little interview from a michael porter jr hmm. when asked how he viewed himself this is what michael porter jr said right now i would say i'm a mix of giannis and kd Porter said on the DA show, <laughs> I like going to the hole a little a little more than KD does. I like bumping into people, and I'm a little more physical than KD. But I like to shoot the ball a little more than Giannis. So that's what I like to compare myself to. And also Tracy McGrady. I get compared to him a lot, and I like that one a lot too. Those are three amazing players. It doesn't feel bad to be in the same conversation as them. So real fake news is uh, Michael Porter Jr. just the greatest player of all time. Jones, go. Um, I, th- I he's boy, <laughs> those are some lofty, <laughs> lofty goals right there. Um, I don't like uh, the thing is I don't like necessarily disagree with him in yeah. in certain sense. Like yeah, yeah he yeah, takes more contact than KD, but like you're going against a fucking small forward from TCU, not LeBron. To like yeah he probably shoots more than Giannis. So do I. Giannis can't take a jump shot. And the Tracy McGrady thing, I mean. Maybe Tracy McGrady was basically that coming out of high school, but like you don't know that he's going to turn into a Hall of Fame caliber player. I mean, Tracy McGrady's probably one of the 20th most talented players to ever play the game. Yep. Um, so that's, that's, I mean, if he's going to be Tracy McGrady, please work your way to New York. Yeah, right. Please, please don't come. <laughs> don't great, come. But a fucking wait, Chicago or something. Wait, Dave, don't give us a end of his career, Tracy McGrady. No, hey, end of, the, end of his career, Tracy McGrady averaged like 20 for the Knicks. That is like true. Eight, that half, is 18 true. and a half. Now, he wasn't, yeah, he wasn't bad. We want and Rockets, Wait, what? Tracy yeah, McGrady. He did not average 18 and a half. Yeah, he only played like, uh, he only played like 26 games or something, 23 games on, on the Knicks. He, we, he balled. Yeah. He just balled the whole time. I'm going to look up, I'm gonna look up his, his uh, average on the Knicks. I am already <laughs> fact-checking you, Mr. Jones. <laughs> I love the fact checks. We need to have <laughs> we're all, we, we I, like we're just all constantly fact checking each other. Like as he soon as you guys nine point four points, so you were close if you <laughs> divide it by two. <laughs> that's what I was trying. That's what I was aiming for. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then you were really close. Then. Yeah. Dave. Yeah, I don't know why I got that number. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Dave, if, if my Venmo has a little money in it, you know, I'll strike that from the record. I'll just. I'll just completely edit that out, and then I'll make it yeah, seem I, that I, I Sully shot, said it. It says he shot 39%. I, I mean, nothing's really very good here. I don't Hey, 75% from the free throw line. That's league average. Yeah, 75%. League average. There you go. Yo, 3.7 boards isn't bad. 3.9 assists isn't bad either. <laughs> yeah, well, he also was worth twenty-four million in cap space. He was a facilitator. Veteran president. Uh, <laughs> they basically Cap's had him as Kendrick Perkins, Perkins and went to the finals. We're going to knock the Knicks for <laughs> signing Tracy Brady. This is about to bring Kendrick well, Perkins. Fucking to get back to the up. point, uh, I guess I'll slide <laughs> in there. I I'm going to say it's real news that um, he I, I agree basically guys. with what he says is what I'm saying. He. Gotcha, yeah. I uh, did some NBA comparisons, which we're going to get to with the uh, draft, and my NBA comparison to him was actually Kevin Durant. Um, I just think they're very similar, just so long, lanky, not the strongest guys. He's a little more physical than Durant was, obviously. He was a string bean. Um, both can sh- elite play- elite players uh, athletically can shoot, um, can do a little bit of everything long, have the ability to defend, the potential um, could attack off the dribble just so long. I see the comparisons there, so I see where he's coming from. Obviously, I, he's not saying, I don't think he's saying he's as good as them, but yeah. I, like, whoever, well, let me tell you, whoever team gets Michael Porter Jr. is going to be really fucking lucky because he's going to be a stud and he's going to probably fall further than he should. 
barring injuries, this guy's a top three talent, if you ask me. Gotcha. Tom, something quick and brief. Real news, man. This kid's the real fucking deal. No, I don't know. I mean, those are bold statements, man. That's like, <laughs> those are like yeah. Dave said, that's fucking some hefty goals, my friend. Like, but best they were, of luck. They were comparisons, though. Like, yeah, but I mean, like, when he compares himself to those people, those are three, like, NBA greats. He's not wrong. He's I'm not wrong. I mean, playing in college, like, yeah, NBA is totally different. He never There's said so he was going to be as good as them. I just, did he? Did he say he was going to be as good as them? Right. I, no, he's saying that's who, he model, that's who people compare yeah, him that's to. that's who he models his game after. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with him. You got to be cocky. You got to be confident. Well, I yeah. thought the question was, is he the best player in the draft of the world? Or no, no, no. It was that. Just, that was kind of just a little, a, a little See, we went too joke, long. Joke. We got too far off the rails. Like, completely it was a little joke. We were was All, right, speaking. Yeah. All right. All right. Moving on to what everybody's here for, the NBA draft. Gentlemen, you feel done, you done, feel the energy. Done. You feel the energy. <laughs> no, a lot of people. I feel it, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Fired it up. You know, kids. When you're young, we all dream. We want to be something. And there's a ton of basketball players right now. Ten, maybe five, who have the hopes of going number one overall in the NBA draft. Waking up in Phoenix, Arizona. With 120 degree heat, let's get to it. The number one pick, Souls. I want you to tell me who's going number one and why. Why do you think so? Uh, I don't think it's tough. It's gonna be DeAndre Ayton out of Arizona. Um, they really need a center. It's enough of these like fake centers from like Europe, like these Alex Len types. I mean, it just. It really doesn't work out. I feel like once Dirk was drafted, people were just like, oh, it's a white big man like from Europe. Let's let's go. And like the, there's Przingis's of the world. But they need a big. They need a center. Their defense is last. They were last in efficiency, last in points per game. They need the back line because clearly they're not defending well enough. They got TJ Warren, who's good. They got Alfred Payton. They got uh, Booker, who's the lead scorer. They have they have the offense. They got some they got a lot of guards and wings. What they need is a big down low. Uh, he can face up. He can he can shoot well. Um, he's a good passer. He can handle the ball. He, he does a little bit of everything. Um, can shoot a, can can shoot from three even or or long two like a Lamarcus Aldridge range. Um, he's big. He's physical. I, I compare him kind of to, to a jo- Joel Embiid. Actually, I see a lot of Embiid similarities in in their games of uh, inside and out and defensive ability to block shots. So. Um, I think the future is really bright for him. My only question to him is how bad does he want it? Is he a bad boy? Is he a rough rider in the words of Stephen <laughs> A. Smith? That's all my question for him. How bad does he want it? If he wants it, if he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder, I didn't see at times with him, he will be an elite big for years to come. I'm out. Tom, do you agree or disagree? Is your pick different? My pick is different. I think Ooh. we can guess. I think we can guess who I'm going to go with if I'm going to go with someone different. I still think Mark that they Bagley. take uh, – no, I think that the Spaniards going first. Luke, I think Phoenix – I don't think Phoenix is that great at making decisions, and I think they're going to be uh, m- more blown away than they're – what the fuck was that? The fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? That just caught me so off guard. But that regardless – uh... <laughs> Go ahead. Tom. I think they're gonna take. I think they're gonna take him. He's a great playmaker. I mean, he averaged seven point three assists playing in that league. If he can do it with the European players like that, imagine what he can do with some NBA talent. Like imagine Devin Booker just being a spot up shooter and having Luca play the point. I mean, he's a great ball handler. He's a versatile defender. I think he could be a big difference maker for the team. I could see them taking Aiden first, but. At the end of the day, I think they're going to be uh, kind of blinded by, like, the league MVP over there, everything like that. He has a little bit more hype around him now than even before. So I think Phoenix is going to take uh, Luka Doncic at one. Jones. Hey, Mr. Jones. Tell us who you got. Uh, I got Doncic. I mean, uh, I got uh, Aiton at one, too. <laughs> Almost um, got him. <laughs> Almost fake out. Um, no, that I got was good. Wait, Jones, that was good. I, just in case they take either or, you could just reference back to that and say, hey, I, I technically said one of them. So, 
Yeah, I, I picked them both. Um, <laughs> but I, I think, uh, yeah, I think Aiton is, he's just going to be the guy. Um, Doncic, I know he's a connection with the coach and, um, but Aiton, uh, they, I think Doncic is going to play wing in the, in the NBA. And at the end of the day, I think they're pretty set at wing, at least in the starting lineup for now. Um, and they can, there's more point guards available today than there ever have been. The league is loaded with uh, competent point guards. Um, so I think that's, that could be something they go after in free agency or use to trade up one of their picks. I think they have like five or six picks in this draft, something ridiculous like that. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised. Or they have a couple first next year or something too. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised to watch them make a move with a draft pick either to draft, move up in the draft to the mid to late lottery, like the 10 to 14 range or to use those picks to trade for a point guard on draft night. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's Aiton, um, and I think they've got a pretty talented big three there for a long time. Speaking of a long time, this team hasn't made the playoffs in 16 years. Sacramento Kings have been out of it, out of the playoffs 16 years. Been a long time, one of the longest playoff droughts. Jones, who is Sacramento taking with the number two pick? So I would have, if I'm them, I would take Doncic because I think he's. I mean, if I'm pretty much anyone but the Suns, I take Doncic one. Um, but for the Kings, I would take Doncic. But I think they go Marvin Bagley. I've been hearing a lot that that's what they're leaning, and I realize that Shaq is uh, Marvin Bagley's mentor, and they've been hanging out a lot. Shaq, part owner of the Sacramento Kings, um, I feel like he's got more more pull in that organization than than Vlade does um and can easily make a an influence on anyone there so uh, I think they actually end up mar- going Marvin Bagley even though he might not be the best basketball fit there right now but at the end of the day any they don't have much on that roster to be proud of outside or look forward to outside of De'Aaron Fox and I, I don't know what else that's it we so, want them since, to tank, though. We want them to tank so the Celtics get a top pick next year, Dave. We want this one yeah, or two pick again. Exactly. We also don't <laughs> need that. So, yeah, I, I think they go Bagley. He, you know, he's going to be an eighteen and eight ten guy at worst in the NBA. Um, so they've missed on too many picks to just kind of, I don't know, put any risk into this. And Shaq says, though, that'll that's what'll happen. Uh, Tom, you had Doncic going one. So who do you see going two to the Kings? Now seeing that Jones said Doncic is going to the Kings. Who's going number two? Aiton. They're the one and two, I think, no matter what. No matter which way it goes. So, I mean, if they uh, whoever doesn't take the other at one, I think they're both going to go one and two. I think um, Aiton, like everything you guys said about him, I mean, aside from his performance in the tournament, he had a great season. I think he's going to come in. He's going to be a solid NBA player. I don't know if he'll be great. I mean, he did show that in a moment of like actual competition outside of his conference, really. he In regular season play, he kind of crumbled under that in a little bit in the tournament. So I think that might affect how he plays against these like pure talent guys in the NBA. You're playing against the top tier in the world. So I think, yeah, Aiton. That went a little long-winded. Kind of got lost in there, but... Aiden, Sully, <laughs> who, who are Michael we looking Scott at that to? One. <laughs> who are we looking at to? Is it Doncic? Uh, I, I would pick – I could see why I'd probably pick Doncic too. I'd toss up between Doncic and Bagley, but they're going to pick Marvin Bagley the third. Um, they, I think they're pretty happy with their uh, guard position right now. They got De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald. Um, you know, they still – I think they have some faith in him. They got a bunch of other. They got a bunch of other like prospects. Justin, I mean Justin Jackson, uh, Harry Giles. But I think they're gonna go the sure thing here. I mean the likes of Willie Cauley Stein and Scalabissier. They're not star. They're not gonna be stars. They're complementary pieces that can be you know help out on a really good team. But they're not gonna be stars. So you need that big piece. Um, and I think they go Marvin Bagley Jr. He's really athletic, high motor guy. Um, has a jumper too. Was making threes at college. Uh, in my NBA comparison for him is Lamarcus Aldridge. I mm. see some Lamarcus in them. Both good rebounders down low, high motor players. 
uh, can face up, can can shoot. Uh, defensively, not the greatest. That's where uh, Bagley, we don't know how he is going to be defensively. Probably struggle at first and then develop into an, a decent defender like LaMarcus did. Interesting. And Interesting. during that tangent, you spoke a lot about complementary pieces and the big pieces. And guess what that reminded me of? I drove down to Florida once and I stopped in this lovely state of Georgia. And while in Georgia, I had some complementary sides and a big piece of chicken. Guess where it was in Atlanta, Georgia? Guess what else is there? Atlanta Hawks, number three. Sully, who does Atlanta take? I think... They're going to bite the bullet. I think they're going to take Trey Young. Unfortunately, ah. I don't think that's the right pick. Both ah. signs are leading to it. Uh, they've just said, basically said Dennis Schroeder's available for trade. So I don't think those two could uh, play together, Coaches. which is why they're going to trade him. And I'm not a big Dennis Schroeder fan. I think he's another complimentary piece for on a start, on a great team, but he can't be the starting point guard, their best player on the team. So I think they'll trade him. They'll go with Trey Young. They're going to go with a high-volume high ceiling potential player. Um, he's a great shooter, great passer. I think people are writing him off possibly a little too early that he's automatically a bust. It's like a common theme. He's a bust no matter what. But um, people thought Steph Curry could be a bust too, so I'm not going to be willing to completely write him off yet. A little inefficient. His NBA comparison would have to be like a, a Steph Curry type, just not as good. But I, I think they go with uh, Trey Young. Excellent. Jones, who? You're you're muted, bud. Jesus, Jones. Every episode, Jones, get it together, man. Uh, I think <laughs> I think they go with the the slight project in Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, the Hawks aren't going to be good next year, and they're probably not going to be good the year after that either. Um, but I think he complements uh, their last year's first round pick, John Collins, really well. Um, so I think Atlanta takes the project with the super high ceiling that everyone keeps talking about. Um, and, yeah, Jaron Jackson at three for the Hawks. But John Collins had a very good year, by the way. Just side he note. did, low-key. Yeah, very low-key, low high-key. Buns. I think they take um, Mohamed Bamba from the University <laughs> of Texas. Yeah, I know. I know. Sully, I know you're going to get that look. I'm probably going to get it for a couple more, but it's whatever. This draft has changed so much that it's like you can't – anything at this point plausible. But anyways, he's a very versatile defender. He can switch off the screens and come out and guard some smaller guys at times. He's great around the rim and in the paint. I think he could be a good addition to the team. He's got a massive wingspan. If he focuses on his defense, he could be a freaking block machine, lockdown defender all the time. I think his wingspan seven nine. Pretty sure that would be, if not the biggest, one of the biggest in the NBA. So he's got some size advantage there. He'd be the biggest in NBA history, not yeah. in NBA history, but the biggest in NBA next year. If he, now, if, which is he crazy when you think about guys like Anthony Davis, who's got over seven foot, and it's like yeah. all these. I'm seven pretty sure ten. Young, seven yeah, ten young. is Bamba. That's crazy. That's unbelievable. Yeah, like, seven ten long. Uh, yeah, it's like long in NBA draft combine history. I think he could be a huge asset defensively to the Hawks. That could help them win some games. Because honestly, I mean, they have a shit. <laughs> they have one of the worst records in the NBA, obviously. But, like, they, they have some pretty close games. You know, you get a good defender. That can change some things down the line for you. So I think they take Bomba at three. All right, some hair-raising picks on all sides right now. But guess what? Guess who's coming up? It's like my favorite song. All my exes live in Texas. And Texas is the place I dearly love to be. All my exes live in Texas, and that's why I hang my hat in Tennessee. Mainly Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, Here comes Memphis oh. down the line. Number four, Tommy Buns. Who is it? They are taking Trey Young, point guard from Oklahoma. He, um, at, I know, I know, <laughs> but they they could use a point guard. Their point guards are Mario Chalmers and Kobe Simmons. They combined yeah, them. Mike, Mike Conley. Conley. Oh, they do have Mike Conley. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Jesus. Gee, got that but, out. <laughs> I still think they take Trey Young. I mean, at times he can be a pretty, pretty great shooter. Who knows if that can translate? I mean, once teams figured him out, the second half they kind of figured out how to shut him down. But I could, I could see the Grizzlies taking him. They could use another scorer if anything. So he could contribute there. He's gonna contribute no matter where he goes. I think. I don't think he's gonna be a bust, but I think he'd be a pretty good fit on the Grizzlies. 
And Excellent. Mo Bamba doesn't want to go there. Another thing. All right. So. He doesn't. All right. So we know one person definitely doesn't see Trey Young going there. Sullivan. Why? Why is you know who are they taking? Yeah. Who? Who? Yeah. Who? Like you. Like you said, it's no Bamba in Memphis because they're not. He's not giving his <laughs> medical stuff. Not working out. He's just there's so much disrespect. But um, I think the Grizzlies are gonna whiff on this. I think they're gonna take Jaron Jackson Jr. Who I'm not a fan of. Um, limited minutes in college, 21 minutes a game, only 10.9 points, 5.8 uh, rebounds. He's a shot blocker, um, very athletic. I see the appeal, but he's just not a great player. He's going to be a project, so I think. But he's high athletic, uh, very athletic player. I think they want some athleticism in that lineup uh, with Gasol and Conley, not two very athletic guys, um, and he'll give them that. Um, but I don't like the pick. I think they're going to take Mo Bamba. I see him as a Sergi Baca uh, for my NBA comparison. Very long defenders, going to be a really good shot blocker right away. The offense uh, may take a little time to develop the jump shot, although I saw him making long three-pointers, so looks like he's working really hard at that. Um, so. Wait, you think the, the Grizzlies are going to take Mo Bamba? Oh, no, sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, yeah, that's what I was. I was like, yeah, wait sorry, a minute. It's, I was it's like, Scott. oh. <laughs> no, Jaron Jackson is who they're going to take. Yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> Excellent. Right. But no, I, I see him like, sir, I see, I see, him, I, I, I messed up with the Mo Bamba. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. NBA comparison is still Serge Ibaka for Jaron Jackson. Just long, athletic, shot blocker. Um, yeah. Disregard. Jones. Uh, so I think. No matter who's here, Luka Doncic gets picked. Uh, but I think four is the real first like potential turning point in the draft. I see a lot of stuff about Memphis being open to moving back, um, even for like the you know to like eight, seven, eight, nine, um, or to where the Clippers are at twelve and thirteen. Um, so I think if they stay here, I still still think they take Luka Doncic he he'll fit with them they need wing scoring they need playmakers um you got to hope Conley Gasol come back healthy um but other than that I think you know he's it could be someone like even Dallas moving up to draft Doncic who I hear they love or someone looking to trade up before Dallas to draft Doncic assuming he'll go five if he's not if he's there um so I think that there could be a lot of movement at four potentially, but I think no matter who, who you know makes that pick, it'll be Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic at four. All right. Well, at five, they say the NBA is a cutthroat world. You could be in and out in a blink of an eye. There's another show called Shark Tank, featuring the owner of this team, the Dallas Mavericks team. Who will Mark Cuban be? Be investing in at the five pick Jones. Who is it? So I have pending they don't trade up for Doncic at four, which they could, but let's assume they're still here at five. I think they take Mo Bamba. I think they're happy to have him fall into their laps. Um, they've been trying to get a, their hands on a uh, a big time rim protecting center for the last I don't know four or five years since they missed out on on DeAndre Jordan. Um, so I think that they'll, they'll welcome the kid, keep him in state. Um, and they have their franchise big man they've been looking for. Love it. Sully, come back to life. Um, I can see that pick. Yeah, I'm back to life. It makes sense. (laughs) Um, I think though in my draft, I don't have Luka Doncic being drafted yet. And that's not a, a knock against him. I think he's going to be great. I just don't think these teams are going to take him on force. I think he's going to fall to five. I have Luka Doncic. Um, and I think he's really what that team needs. Perfect fit wise because um, Dennis Smith Jr. I, I don't like him as a point guard. I think he, he, like Jones has said before, he kind of plays a little Russell Westbrook, like ball too much in his hands, turn it over, shooting too much. I think if you put him more to the shooting guard role, and, and then the two guard, you got you got Luka Doncic facilitating more. Maybe they they take turns handling the ball. You got Harrison Barnes who's still young and good down there. Um, Yogi Ferrell, you know, you got Wes Matthews. He's all right, but then they got a good three solid players in uh, Barnes, Doncic, and Smith going forward. Nice trio. 
Um, although the center is also another another need, as Jones said. But and then my my NBA comparison, which I think is really good, honestly. Uh, I think he I see Hito Turkoglu in him. Um, athletic, uh, European guy, small forward. He's like a small. He's like a point forward. He's like a pat. He's like a point guard from the small <laughs> position. Um, can score, can shoot, um, can defend a little bit. I, I see him like a Hito Turkoglu point forward. Yeah, I forgot so, about him. That was sorry, a good comparison. Sully, I'm Thanks. sorry. I'm not laughing at you. I'm just laughing at I don't know if you remember when D said that. Hito was yeah. like second in MVP. <laughs> yeah, when he finished second or third. Hito Tuck was a very nice, good player for a, a while, too, but not second or third ever. In, 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 and, if he, and if he did, everyone should be shot that voted for him. And got far. But yeah, I think he might be a little more athletic than Hito, though. That's the only thing. I think he might be a little more athletic. <laughs> Buns. They're going to go with the Triple J. They're going to go with uh, Jack Jackson Jr., man. They're going to go with him. They're going to take him. I think he'd be a good addition down there with Barnes. You got Powell. Is Dirk coming back next year? Yeah, yeah I think so. Because anytime yeah. you can learn anything from Dirk is a good day. Fundamental basketball, ladies and gentlemen, with that nasty fadeaway. <laughs> anytime you can learn, I think it would be a good situation for everyone involved. You can't go wrong with this guy. You know what I mean? He's a... Solid college player. I think it'll translate well to the NBA. Going to keep it short. Gotcha. Triple J. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Now that we're through five, we're going to hit some Today in Sports History segment. Hey, The listeners, a little break. You know, bring a little excitement back into the, the EP. Let's go. The EP, the DP, you know. Let's start it <laughs> off in... <laughs> The year <laughs> in the year, year. <laughs> in the year 1977. Nice. This New England team set a three-game record of 16 home runs, all against this Red team. Sox. Which team? All right, the Red Sox against the. Six. Wait, what was the stat? 16 home runs in. A record of three 16 games. home runs in three games, all against which team? Indians. Cleveland Indians. No. Twins. Negative. Southern. Rockies. <laughs> did, you, did you get my first guess of the Orioles? Sorry, no, it was. Yeah, I didn't hear that, but it's not the Orioles. Oh, okay. Then my, then my guess for this time is the Blue Jays. No, in 1977. I got, I got you. The Montreal Expos. No. Fuck. I'm so surprised nobody's getting that. That was a good guess. The Philadelphia uh, that was a good Yankees? It was the Yankees in 1977. Oh, the Boston oh, Red Sox set the a three-game record. Uh, set three-game record of 16 home runs all against the New York Yankees. Oh, what a horrible, Yankees. horrible stat. Sons on right. a dog's ass every once in a while. <laughs> in 1985, <sighs> this player hit uh, – in today – in today – this player hit his 513th home run to move into 10th place. Who was it? It's a big name. So don't what think year? I'm in 1985. 1985. Dave, I think you got it, Dave. Say it. Who is it, Dave? I th- no, I think I'm too early. Uh, Frank Robinson? No, no, you're way, you're what you like. Know, yeah, I was gonna say it's too early. Keith Hernandez. <laughs> is it Harmon Killebrew? No, 1985 guys is not Harmon Killebrew. Oh, I'm, I'm a little too early. Oh, dude, yeah. I have no idea. Um, it's a big name. It's a big name. He wore glasses. That's a big hint. This is embarrassing. I pride myself on. At one dude, time, I- he played. Towards the end of his career, he played for the Oakland Athletics. Or was it towards the beginning of his career? At some point in his career, he played for the Oakland Athletics. He wore glasses. Not Mark McGuire. No. 1985. Yeah. Oh, rookie. Oh, Reggie Jackson. It is Reggie Jackson. Thank you, Sully. There you go. Let's go. I knew something. Good stuff. Good Ah. stuff. Good stuff. All right. In the year 2000. In the year 2000. The Los Angeles Lakers defeated this team 116-111 to in Game 6 of the 2000 NBA Finals, winning the series. Who did they beat in the year 2000? 
Pacers. No, uh, that's too- that was a good. That was an easy question, Jones. That was a toss up. I wanted to get you involved. You know what I'm saying? Oh, the Sixers. No, it was the Pacers. Oh, was the Pacers? Oh, I guess the Pacers too. And then I didn't. I thought I didn't think you. I thought you told Davey was wrong, dude. No, no, wow. Tom, come back to Earth. Damn, you know who died today? I don't. I doubt anybody will get this. But this guy, back in the day, he died in 1986. Back in the day, he was supposed to be the second coming of Michael Jordan. He died of a Len Bias. Yes. God damn it, Jones. Good stuff. Nice. Good stuff. Without Bias, was was such a good doc. And he was supposed to be the second coming of Jordan. Um, All right, one Mm -hmm. more. In 2006, in the NHL, let's see, Tom. I know you're an NHL man. This is for you. I'm out. 2006, NHL. <laughs> the Carolina Hurricanes defeated this team four games to three to win the oh. Stanley Cup. Who'd they beat? Was it the Penguins? No. Okay, was it the Devils? No. No, oh, Western Conference. Conference. I don't. I don't fucking know hockey. Think north of the border. Canucks. Canadians. No. Oh, no, 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 Maple no, no, Leafs. No, no. It was the... Nope. the Calgary Flames. Oilers. Calgary Edmonton Oilers. Edmonton yep, Oilers. the Edmonton Oilers. Good job, Thomas. There you go, Tom. Good job, Thomas. Yeah. Right when you said north of the border, I thought about it for a second. I was like, it was Edmonton. That was like the, the last year they were good. A little bonus. A little bonus. In 1903. Oh, my God. Five. This New York legend was born. He died early. That's a guess. I mean, that's a hint. Everybody should know that. In 19 what? In 1903, Sinatra. this Yankee, Yankee legend, oh. New York Yankee <laughs> legend, was born. His nickname was the Iron Horse. Lou Gehrig. Yes, it was. Lou Gehrig. Nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jones came to play today. Nice, You're getting good at this, man. He's been, he's been like doing sports trivia. That's why. He's been fucking practicing. Been practicing. Yeah, yeah. I just want to throw it out there. I think I've gotten one every single week. Just you saying. Have. I've been yeah. on a heater. I've been you have. Like, actually, I'm like, I'm like three weeks actually, in a row. I've got some fucking Let's do ones. one more. Let's do one more. There's another good one here. I'm sure oh, you guys are good. I love one. it. Let's do it. In 1973, Let's start in 1973 mm-hmm. Willie Davis and this player both get their career to number 2,000 hit. Now, Pete think Rose. about this. Who said it? Who said Pete Rose? Pete, I said Pete Rose. It was Pete Rose. Good stuff, Tom. Well, nice, go, Tom. guys. <laughs> I was thinking at that time, someone who had who like eventually hit three thousand. I was like, oh, Pete Rose was playing. He yeah. probably had thousand. Pete Rose had over four thousand. Yeah, he still has the most yeah. all time, right? Yeah, it's yes, like four thousand six. But he won't get in because he gambled. It's fucking bullshit, guys. Bullshit. I didn't want to get into that right now, though. <laughs> bullshit. bullshit. But hit us with a segue. In, to get in. To get in to the Hall of Fame, you know what he's going to need? A little wizardry. A little magic. And coming at number six is the Orlando Magic. Here they come, walking up. <laughs> Here it is. Jones eating the Pez. Jones, who is number six? Who, who, who gets the magic? Who is it? <laughs> I think the magic go with Colin Sexton. I think oh. they are They're going to need – they joint. do need a point guard. Uh, they need an explosive point guard. Uh, they need a guy that can bring box office money to Orlando because they don't draw any tickets outside of Disney World. Um, so I, I think they'll be, I think they'll be splitting splitting hairs between Trey Young and Colin Sexton if he's still on the board um, at this pick. But I think they go with uh, the bigger, more athletic Sexton at the end of the day. All right, all right, Sullivan. Uh, I got this time four at four. I had Jaron Jackson. Sixth, though, I have Mohamed Bamba, and I he's the guy. So I'm making three pointers. Well below the NBA, uh, well behind the NBA arc, which was pretty scary to see. Uh, made a bunch of them. Um, uh, but I think they got a lot of forwards. They got some guards. They got uh Simmons from the Spurs who had a good year. They have For- Eric Fournier. Um. They got Jonathan Isaac last year, power forward, but they don't really have a center. They gave Bismack Biombo, fucking Bismack, that that awful huge contract. I don't know if it was seventy five, eighty five million, something like that. And he's not good at basketball. I mean, that's not 
Not shocking. That was the most predictable bad contract. In yeah, that was really just years. like no shot. Um, so I like uh, Mo Bamba. He's you know he's so long, got the seven ten, ten wingspan, uh, finisher, rebounder, uh, shot blocker. Right now, my NBA comparison for him, which I also like, not to toot my own horn, no pun intended, Rudy Gobert. That's my NBA comparison for him. Long, athletic. Rudy Gobert was 7-2 coming out with a 7-9 wingspan. Mohamed Bamba, 7-1 with a 7-10 wingspan. How you doing? Gotcha. Jones, before we get to you, here comes Mohamed Bamba's music. And that was Mohamed Bamba at number six. All right, I can Jones. Right now, that's a fucking jail. <laughs> Only Spanish I know. All right, Jones. Who who are we taking at six? I gave you Colin Sexton. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. You are completely right, Thomas. Well, Dave just repeated my pick, so uh, we'll call it a day. Colin Sexton at number. Right. Uh, well, Jones and Magic. Tom. Jones and Tom have the Orlando Magic getting sexted up. You know what else is sexy? A good Chicago deep dish pizza. Chicago Ooh. Bulls at number seven. Who's going to make this team great again? Thomas, who is it? Who Who's going to make this team great again? Michael Porter Jr. Ooh, is going to make like this team great again. Say it, say it one I more time. Say it one more time. Michael say Porter Jr. Now, now say it in the Shaquille O'Neal voice. Say it. Michael Jordan, Porter, Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> Michael Jr. Porter. Michael Jr. Porter. I Porterhouse steak. I got low voice and I totally forgot who we were talking about. Porterhouse steak, Porterhouse Porter. beer. Go yeah, ahead, Porter. Porter. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I mean, the injury risks, I mean, clearly they know their fair share about injuries. With Derrick Rose probably losing one of the best point guards we've seen in a while to injury, basically ending his career. But, I mean... He has the injury risk, but I think he's got good instincts. I think he could be a good player to fit in there. They're another dumpster fire of a team. I think that if they get in there, I mean, they already have. I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. The 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 other European, Laurie Markkinen. They have Laurie over yeah, there. Laurie's a couple the young guys. He could be a good complimentary piece to Laurie over there. They could really build something. They could have some potential. Those two, and I think Porter is probably. One of the best players in this draft. I'm sure I don't remember if one of you guys has already said that, but the injuries are what's going to hurt his draft stock. He probably is the best player in the draft, <laughs> aside from Aiton or Doncic, but I think he could fit in real well with the Bulls. I think that would be a smart move on their part, and it would work out well for him. Beautiful. Oh, man. Jones, <laughs> take it away. I think they go with the least exciting pick in the first 10 picks with Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's a perfect fit alongside uh, Markinen, who's uh, more offensive driven. Uh, Carter's a great passer. He's a great passer, great rebounder, huge defensive presence. Uh, he's more athletic than people give him credit for. And I think he'll be, he might not have the superstar potential that a lot of these other picks have, but he's going to be a solid NBA player at very least. And, uh, he could he could be surprising a lot of people. Uh, he probably took a back seat to Marvin Bagley a lot at Duke, um, so he didn't get to showcase uh, everything that we he can probably do. So I think I think that'll be a smart pick for the Bulls, um, and they they take a guy and get a great front line. Sully, I agree with Tom uh, Michael Porter Jr. I also agree he's the third best player in this draft probably. Um, yeah, I think he fits perfectly for the Bulls. I mean, right now you got Chris Dunn as your point guard, Zach Levine as your shooting guard. Some injury concerns there, but very, very talented. Uh, power forward, Laurie Marketing, which Tom also alluded to. And you'd be a great compliment. Throw him right in there at the small forward position. You got Dunn, Levine, Porter, and Markkinen. And then, you know, whoever cares, you got the centers there, really. They, got, so they still got Robin Lopez. I don't know. They need... I think they do. They need they need a center at some point, but still, that's a good that's a that's a great team for the future. So he's gonna fit in right in there as a wing NBA comparison. Like I said, I think he's Kevin Durant, like a poor man's Kevin Durant, basically. Um, very athletic, can shoot. 
Um, little pretty more physical than he gets credit. Uh, order to the Bulls. Order to the Bulls, and everyone says as one thing goes in, something must leave. And at eight, the Cavaliers, expecting their superstar to leave, they'll probably be wanting to add another great piece. Sully at eight, Cavaliers. Who? Who is it? Um, I take this. This pick can go one of two ways. If they wanna, if they wanna appease LeBron and go for it, or if they don't want to. If they want to try and appease LeBron, and in my mock draft, they're going to draft Colin Sexton. Um, and even if he leaves, Colin Sexton is such an athletic freak, high-ceiling type player. Um, my NBA comparison for him is Eric Bledsoe. I think they got a lot of similarities, both offensively attacking the basket. Um, the ability to shoot from three can defend as well. Bledsoe can defend, actually. So I think... I think they go Sexton, and, and LeBron really likes Sexton. That's what LeBron wants. So, I mean, if you're – I know uh, Dan Gilbert doesn't like LeBron, really. They don't get along great. But if you want to appease the fans, you got to do – go all in for LeBron, I think, yeah. or else your franchise is over. So, I think – if not, I think they'd go with Wendell Carter, but I but uh, I think they do go with Colin Sexton. Jones. Well, for the same reasons that – Sully has them taking Colin Sexton. I have them taking Trey Young. Everyone else got Trey Young off the board, but I have him drop into Cleveland uh, because of defensive concerns and size concerns. Um, so yeah, Cleveland. He same reasons. Uh, I think he's someone that LeBron has supported outspokenly in the past multiple times. Um, they do have somewhat of a relationship. I don't know if he if Trey Young's represented by Rich Paul or not. Um, LeBron's guy, but I know it's possible. I don't know. But I know there was talks about that. Um, and like Sully said, even if LeBron goes, it's uh, he's still a box office name um, and can put up box office yeah, numbers, even if he doesn't end up being a fantastic all-around player. Um, it's something that'll keep you know asses in the seats, at least for the rookie year. So, um, yeah, I think pretty much the same reasons he said Colin Sexton. I'm saying Trey Young. Finish it off, Tommy. I think they're going to go with uh, – I'm a big nickname guy lately, so they're going to go with MB3, uh, Marvin Bagley the third. I think oh, they, you have um, him fallen to eight? Yeah, Man, geez, yeah. Woo! Yeah, I have him fallen to eight. Yeah, I don't I'm think sorry, they're – Sorry, Tom. That's not going to happen. There, Tom. But I don't mean to be disrespectful. Well, regardless of your disrespect, Sully, <laughs> the guy averaged – he is fucking fantastic. 21 and 11 in college, played at Duke probably – one of the more um, like strict, more re- – ah, I don't even know the word to use. You know what I mean though, Duke. It's like that. It's like a, it's a blue blood program. You, under Coach K, it's like you're going to do it his way or you're not going to do it. And he he can come in. He can play. I think that could entice LeBron to say if he does fall to eight. Um, if not, I also agree with what you guys said about possibly enticing LeBron to stay with these other guys. Um, that's a good way to do it. I think it's a discipline, disciplined player that could come in and do something around him. But Interesting. like you guys said, he's probably not going to fall to eight. That might have been foolish on my part. It's because I threw uh, whoever I picked at three. I can't remember. That's why he didn't go. But gotcha. regardless. I mean, speaking of foolish at nine. <laughs> we got the next. foolish at nine. We got the New York Knicks. That was a good one. <laughs> And um, it's not the happiest of times talking about this team. But, uh, yeah, Jones, uh, who are we going to be depressed about this year, Jones? Well, this year, for the first time in a long time, I think the Knicks are going to be happy with their draft pick on draft night. I mean, we we love Przingis now, but we weren't happy with him on draft night. You all booed him, and I said he would be good. There's one guy still on my board. That I know wants to be a Nick because everybody wants to be a Nick. Um, Michael Porter Jr. has Ooh. fallen to the New York Knicks in my mock draft. He, I think, this soreness injury, whatever, whatever's happened, caused him to cancel that that uh, workout. Um, I don't think that's a coincidence. Uh, I was listening to someone. I think Isola was talking about it. How uh, his agent's Mark Burlstein, and he's Mark Burlstein is one of the top agents in the league. And stuff like that just doesn't come out that time when when it's just like soreness. So he thinks there's a, there's a possibility 
Porter's trying to maneuver his way to a certain team and he's withholding he's withholding uh, information from some team medical information and canceling workouts for teams in I think it was like six seven eight um so I don't I don't know if that's if there's any truth to that but I think we can all agree he's probably going to drop farther than he should and uh to miss you know to miss to fall another one or two picks isn't crazy um so I think they the Knicks finally get blessed in in the NBA draft and end up with Michael Porter um but you know probably have chronic bashing injuries if he ends up with the Knicks so but if they don't if they aren't lucky enough to get Michael Porter, they they I think they'll take end up taking Kevin Knox, um, as my my safer pick. Who a lot of scouts think could have the highest ceiling in this draft, but he's a big project. Um, so I know the Knicks have time to wait, and then next year is not going to be a big year for them, no matter what. The year after that, they'll have a whole bunch of cap space and probably another lottery pick, um, with a good good foundation in in place, or at least more of a foundation than they've had in the last decade. Excellent. And the always ever optimistic Jones. Thank you for that. Thank you for the analysis. <laughs> Thomas, number nine, the New York Knicks. Say something bad or say something wrong. You might die. Go ahead, Tom. All right. Well, I got a shocker here for you. A lot of people had him falling I'm way shocked. outside the outside the top <laughs> ten. I think they're going to take McCall Bridges from Villanova. Oh. He led all Power Five conference players in half-court efficiency, that could be huge for the Knicks. That could give them someone else there with Porzingis. And um, I'm drawing a blank on your other guy's name there with the three names. With the, the Suffolk. Frank, Frank Nicotolina? No, 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 no. Hardaway. The guy, he's got to – yeah, Hardaway, Hardaway. Yeah, thank you, Hardaway. Yeah, he could be a good addition there with Hardaway um, and Porzingis. That could be that could be a big thing for the Knicks there. He's uh, He can play the forward and the guard a little bit. Um, I mean, three years at Villanova, two-time national championship. Kid knows how to win. Kid knows how to play well in big-time situations. I think be good for New York. For the record, well I don't hate that pick. Well yeah, said. right? He's, I think they have him at like 14-15 in most mock drafts right now. No, but they have him a little lower. That's the other Bridges. Yeah. That's Miles Bridges. Oh, yeah, yeah, Miles Bridges, yeah. right. Draft, dude, draft also, on, draft on net has them going – has Macau going seventh to Chicago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I also have Mikhail Bridges uh, going to the Knicks, and I think the Knicks will be happy with it, and they'll get a really good player for a while. He's not going to be a superstar. That's not what you're drafting, but you're drafting a really good piece, a good starter for a while. He's long. He's athletic. He can shoot, and like Tom said, he's so efficient, um, like only 11 shots a game, but puts up 17 points. Very efficient, which which I'm a big fan of. I don't know why everyone isn't, but... um, he needs to attack the rim a little more, put on some more weight, but he's a really good small forward. I see him as a three in the NBA. My NBA comparison for him is Otto Porter Jr., three and D type guys, long, athletic, small forwards. Um, Otto Porter a little taller, but you know they're both a little on the leaner side, but they're effective and uh, they do some things that won't show up on the on the uh, box score just with their length and athleticism and defensive prowess. So. I also like Bridges there. Gotcha. And speaking of doing things that don't always show up, the last week I was down in Philadelphia and I got a cheesesteak. And guess what? They did some things to those cheesesteaks that won't show up in the box score. Not many people talk about. But not only are <laughs> cheesesteaks important in Philadelphia, so are the 76ers at the 10th pick. They got Embiid. They got Simmons. They got Reddick. Who knows if Reddick comes back? What is going to happen with this team? Sullivan, you went to a game this year. You saw your eye Wade. Who who do they take at ten? So with this pick in my draft, I'm not sure he'll definitely be there because I think the Cavs could take him. But I have Philly taking Wendell Carter out of Duke. Um, Damn it! Uh, yeah, I like the pick because they can play Sarge at the three. They can have such a such a huge team. They have Carter, Wendell Carter as a power forward, Embiid as a center. Sarge, a small forward, Simmons, point guard, whoever plays shooting guard, or with TJ McConnell, they could play the two of them together. Um, or if Freddie comes back, I don't know. Wendell Carter, he's athletic. He can run the floor. He does a lot. He, he's the two, two, uh, a two-way player offensively, defensively. He's a good guy. He, he's a good player. He can, he can run the floor, too, even though he's uh, a 250. And my NBA comparison for him is the well-rounded, Overrated sometimes, underrated other times. Al Horford. 
Uh, average Al. Average Al. Yep. You never know. Oh, I like that win. one. But solid. They're like players, thick guys, can do very like defensive uh, mind, but have a post game, can shoot. He can shoot, can run the floor. That's my pick, Mondo Carter. Gotcha. Tom, you got the same. Wait, who do you take? I have the same pick as Sully. You saw my little freak out there. I have Wendell Carter Jr. as well. I mean, he's a pretty efficient shooter. Shoots 56% from the floor. Pretty good for a big guy coming out of college. Um, he's even more efficient inside. He, I think he's 59% from inside. His multiple three-point attempts brought him down there. But, no, I think he's going to be – he'd be a good addition there for all the reasons Sully said, having him – there as a power forward, and MB can just uh, focus on playing center. Hopefully Reddit comes back because that could be good for them. But, yeah, Wendell Carter Jr., same as Sully. Gotcha. What about you, Jones. Dave? All right, last. Uh, I have the uh, Villanova kid staying close to home with mm-hmm. them taking Macal Bridges. Um, Ooh, I think I like it. I think he's actually a good fit. Uh, they need uh, a guy on the wing who can all create his own shot knock down threes, but also be effective in ways without the ball um, because Ben Simmons, very dominant ball, uh, a player, very dominant or ball dominant player. Um, and Embiid is going to get his no matter what. So I think uh, his ability on the defensive end, his ability to knock down open shots and uh, create his own if need be. Um, I think he's a perfect fit in Philadelphia for what they need and uh, gets to stay in the area. Only thing though is, don't you think he's a lot similar to Robert Covington? Expendable. What? He's expendable, and you can never have enough three and D guys. Yeah, true. I just, I don't. They just gave him that that extension, so I don't know if they're trying to part with him. But gotcha. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was our top ten picks, our NBA draft preview. Listen, because I'm sure one of us will be spot on. One of the guys that just spoke. Don't be hating. Tune in on NBA Draft to see Don't DeAndre be hating. DeAndre Ayton. There we. T- that's that's what I'm talking about, Sully. Don't be hating. Always make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook Bleacher Fan Sports, Instagram Bleacher Fan Sports, Bleacher Fan, and on Twitter, BF. Underscore sports, right, Dave? Uh, Bleacher underscore fan. Bleacher underscore fan. Close. You heard it here first. Tom, (laughs) I'm going to murder you. (laughs) Beautiful episode, gentlemen. I'll see you next week. All right. Peace. Peace.